So I'm just going to follow up on what I was speaking about yesterday with Colin Kaepernick and the Nike ad and things of that nature. And really, I just want to dig into motivations because I know certain people definitely feel strongly or passionately about one side or the other. Most people. And apparently I was super naive two years ago because I never thought it would even be this big a deal. So full disclosure, I absolutely support what Colin Kaepernick is doing and has been doing. That's I mean, I I should just come out and state that. However, I'm not just going to like paint a broad brush over everyone who sees the world differently than me. So I'm able to listen to you until what you're saying doesn't make any logical sense. And then I have to kind of move on from there. I also think it's interesting that over the past, you, you know, six months to a year, you haven't heard any, if at all, of Colin Kaepernick's own words. Like he hasn't like you don't hear any sound bites, You don't hear any interviews. Um, you know, you hear stories of him every once in a while, like donating his time for you certain youth organizations and things of that nature but you just don't hear from him so I so I'm interested like I think that it's coming it's coming in which he's going to uh, step up to the microphone as you will and he's going to speak and I'm and I'm very interested to see what that's going to look like like I'm very interested to see you know is he going to do speaking engagements is he going to like kind of put out a PSA like what's he going to do with all this because something's coming something's coming um but no, no, no. Like I'm just, I'm just processing it all, and it's, and to me, it's scary because once again, obviously, I support Colin Kaepernick, and if I have, like, I feel like I shouldn't have to, but by all means, I will. So you know, Colin Kaepernick, the only reason why he knelt was to um, bring attention to the fact that black and brown people are being killed by the police. And most of the time when we have these conversations, that's not even being brought up. Like a lot of times I hear people talk about how rich he is. I hear people say like it's a common theme. He's a crybaby. He's not a good quarterback. And all of those things might be true. I don't think they're true. But hey, just for argument's sake, we can say they're true. But no one talks about why he decided to kneel. And even the fact that he knelt at first, if you think about it, his first preseason game, he sat on the bench. And then he reached out to um, a special, uh, I don't know if he's special forces or not, but a member of the armed services. And they had a deep conversation. And that dude told him that when one of his um, fallen comrades, you know, when they pass away, they take a knee and they take a knee out of respect for the dead. Okay, Colin Kaepernick took a knee out of respect for, you guessed it, the dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, the facts don't matter right now, unfortunately. And the reason why I say the facts don't matter is that you can you can talk about these facts and ideas, but what they mean to people is different. Like some people hear all of that and all they see is someone disrespecting the flag. Da, 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 da. So what does this have to do with anything? All right. I think it's kind of scary because we're now at a point where we like pledge blind allegiance to people. And, and yeah, I'm obviously talking about, you know, people that support Trump and things of that nature. So by no means do I feel like if you don't like Nike now that you're a bad person or things of that. nature. But it's but it's scary to me. It's scary to me because 
we kind of look back through history and we say, how could, you know, people ever do what the Nazis did? How could people ever do what Mussolini did? We can even go to to the Congo. We can even go to different parts of Africa. And uh, the Belgians killed millions of Africans. Like, how can people do that? It's it's when you fundamentally see another human being as completely different than you, whether that be based off of religion, race, nationality, uh, ideas, you know, like when you fundamentally see someone as that person is not human. And, and like, I truly mean that because even when we have these discussions, we're not having these discussions like, you know what? Colin Kaepernick hasn't killed anybody. Colin Kaepernick hasn't assaulted anybody. I don't like that dude. I can't stand him, but I can at least acknowledge his humanity. We're not doing that. We're like, F this dude. Right. And then on the flip side, you have people saying, well, I'm going to go out and buy all the Nikes I can. And I support Colin Kaepernick, but I'm not buying another pair of Nikes to show my support. Like, that's crazy to me because Nike is doing this for monetary gain. Like, we have to understand that Nike is a business. Nike would not be doing this if they wouldn't stand to gain financially from it or socially. Now, right, wrong or indifferent, you know, uh, younger generation doesn't care as much about certain things or doesn't have the same perceptions. I'll say that because it's not my job to, you know, to say what the younger generation is feeling. It's their job to articulate that. But. You know, this is definitely a calculated marketing move by Nike. And then, you know, spoiler alert, Adidas and I think either Under Armour or Puma tried to sign Colin Kaepernick. And then that I think that's what precipitated Nike, you know, lock them in them, locking him into this big deal. So even the people that are like, I'm just going to buy all the Nike to support Colin. You're not really supporting Colin Kaepernick. You're just putting, you know, money in the in the banks of Nike. Right. Um, but if that's how you feel that you're going to support them, okay, cool. Like, who am I to judge? But, yeah, yeah, like, I just look out and I just see, like, I just want us to use our brains. I just want us to be intelligent, thoughtful people. And if and if we have an intelligent, thoughtful conversation, or if even if we don't, but if you sit down and if you go over the positives and negatives and the, and the ideological differences between you and your neighbor and things like that, if that was just part of our society, I think a lot of what we deal with would kind of just take care of itself. Because a lot of it, and I mean, this goes back to like a relationship. You know, I'm married... Um, for uh, eight plus years now. And just like anybody else that has a marriage, we have our ups and downs. And a lot of times when my wife and I fight, like I realize it's miscommunication. I have an expectation. She has, she, she has an expectation and somehow the expectation isn't met. So it could be communication of uh, over this is what my expectation is. You know, on the weekends, I still get up early. She's like, I'm trying to sleep in. So it's not, so it's my, my job to say, hey, my expectation is I want to get up at eight o'clock and go do X, Y, and Z. And then, and then of course it's her job to say, nah, I'm going to sleep in. Like what you talking about? Right. Um, and then like, yeah, yeah. So like a lot of it comes down to expectations and then just miscommunication. You know, I said this and it was taken wrongly most of the time. Um, most of the time, that's what our arguments are. And I'm just as guilty as the next person in the taking something or, or, or making an issue out of something that shouldn't be an issue. But it's because of how I perceive the event. 
So if we're able to calm down and remove the emotion, that's what it is. If we can remove the emotion from the conversation and if you still feel that way and you're not angry and mad, okay, cool. That's how you feel. But a lot of times we're just acting off of emotion. And whenever we act off of emotion, I mean, there's definitely time to to just be in your feelings, right? Like, I mean, there's definitely times that I'll have like my kids jump up in my lap. I'm like, oh man, this feels amazing. Or, or, or I'll be angry because some something isn't done properly or 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 I've communicated them to do something or I'll be happy like there's definitely times I'm never the type of person to say that you shouldn't be in your emotions you absolutely should but to me you shouldn't make long-term decisions in an emotional state you just shouldn't because you need to calm down because your emotions they affect the way that you perceive the world like they affect like if you live in a mindset of fear if your emotion is that of fear and anger and angst, well, what you what you receive, you know, what I mean, like this is all information. It's all data. Right. And like the whole premise that this is kind of like a matrix. And that, I mean, it's kind of true if you really think about it. Obviously, I'm driving a car right now. I'm on a road. If I if I don't hit the brakes, I'm going to run into a car. There's there's no matrix about that. Like it's going to hit. All right. However, I mean, just think about it. We all perceive the world through our own experiences. So I can be in a car with like eight other people. We can drive from my house to a store. And then at the end of that trip, you you interview everyone separately. Like, well, what did you see? One person might notice that the music was too loud. Another person might notice that the seats were leather. Another person might notice that, you know, they were hungry because they haven't had breakfast. Right. But but we were all in the same vehicle going to the same place at the exact same time. And then maybe all all of us have the exact same experience. That generally doesn't happen, but it's possible. So we all perceive the world through our own experiences, through our own um, circumstances, through our own emotional states at the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's the that's the whole point. We got to acknowledge that. Yes, I perceive the world this way. But let me let me at least try to understand how you see it. Now, I'll say this, that I'm going to stand firm on what I believe. And and I'll have conversations with anybody. I'll have a conversation with you know, the most bigoted person up until the most progressive person. I don't care who you are. Like, as long as you can engage me as a human being, then I'll speak with you. But what I've tried to stop doing is is arguing and debating like my humanity. Like I'm not like I will no longer engage in conversation with people if they can't just acknowledge, hey, on a fundamental level, I'm a human and you're a human and your right to life is just as important as my right to life. If that can't be established in a conversation, to me, there's no point in having a conversation, to be completely honest. Like, there's nothing to talk about. If you, if I have to convince you that, that me, my brothers, my cousin, my sons, that people that look like me deserve the same expectations of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness as you, if I have to convince you of that, there's not a lot that we can discuss. There's not a lot that we can talk about. I mean, the same thing with like women, like I don't understand, like even in the church, I know I'm rambling, but hey, let's just put it out there. I just don't understand how like we can just like, like truly sit back and okay, I don't want to ramble, but I will say this. This goes to not just me being black. I'll put it like that. This goes to any oppressed group. So if you feel as though because someone is a woman that somehow they're not as capable of doing something like once again, I'm not going to ostracize you and call you a bad name. I'm just probably not going to engage you in conversation. Like what's there to talk about? 
You know, like if you feel like because someone worships worships a different deity than you that somehow they don't have the right to life or if someone is born in another country and they're born under certain conditions that that somehow their their life has less value than our lives because we're born in America, that's that's completely asinine to me. So once again, I will I will engage you in conversation up until that point of illogical comments because it's just hypocrisy because if you were born in another country you would have the same view so what's the difference nothing (laughs) nothing nothing's the difference it's just that hey i happen to be born in tennessee as opposed to i don't know uh china or australia or new zealand or kenya right i mean or syria like what like i had literally no control over who my parents were no one does so the situations that we're born into, yeah, you don't have to apologize for certain things, but you at least have to acknowledge it. So just moving forward, like, I just want all, all of us just to be logical. If you feel a certain t- type of way about Nike, about Kaepernick, about Black Lives Matter, about the Me Too movement, about all these things, that's fine. Everyone should have their own opinion, to be completely honest. You know, the old the the uh, old adage that. You know, if you don't stand for something, then you fall for anything. Right. So everyone should have an opinion, but don't be afraid to have people challenge that opinion to respectfully engage in that dialogue. But there's some things that aren't up for debate to me. And that's my right to life. You know, my uh, right to protect my family, just my right to be who I want to be in this country. That's that's something that I refuse to debate because I feel as though that that's taking it. uh, I'll save that for another podcast. Peace and love to you all.